0: From the old National Bank, State Street Studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE
1: HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
2: Coach Dick Vermil said something to me during our quest in St. Louis for a Super Bowl. Our first year, we were 5-11. Second year, we were 4-12. Last year, 16-3, our Super Bowl year. Two things he said. He said a lot of things, but really resonate with me. The second year he said to me, he said, Once people in the building realize that not if, but when we win the Super Bowl, that all of our rings are going to look the same, that they'll put their egos to the side. And it was interesting at the ring ceremony. It was right. My Super Bowl ring looked just like Kurt Warner's. It looks like just like Marshall Fox, Orlando Pace and Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. It looked the same. And so that's one thing. The other thing that he said is you got to recognize that when you build a house, you build the basement first. So although you drive by a house and you don't see any progress upon land, that doesn't mean the building is not going on. And so I think with that and that common goal that that, that Matt and Ryan and George and everyone in this organization will have, it will be a very uh, healthy environment. We won't agree on everything, uh, but we'll work together because we have a common goal of making sure that we bring championships to this franchise.
1: He's the Bears president. We always have said it starts at the top. He is the president and CEO, Kevin Warren. That was yesterday at Hallis Hall. Very excited with the changes being made at Hallis. And hopefully we will document that. We will document seasons where they win four games, which we've had. Oh, yeah. And we will talk about going to six wins. And then we will talk about a season where they end up winning 16 games and a Super Bowl, including the playoffs. That would be fantastic. Oh, yes. We're we're due. We're due. (laughs) We're overdue. We're due for some of that. We are overdue. Yeah. Um, Dick Vermeule, it was uh, overdue as well for him to be recognized in Canton. And uh, in 2022, he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Of course, he won that Super Bowl in St. Louis with the Rams. Of course, he has been the Eagles head coach, the Kansas City Chiefs head coach, an award-winning broadcaster. He's coached in college. And it is our pleasure to welcome him in to the Waddle in Sylvie show. Coach Ramille, how are you feeling today?
3: I'm doing great, thank you. Yeah, I couldn't feel better.
1: That's that's great to hear. Um, uh, Kevin Warren, who is now the president and CEO of the Chicago Bears, really uh, raved about you and your impact on his life and him and his his, his executive. Um, do you remember going back to those days when you first met Kevin Warren and uh, how you shaped him as an executive?
3: Oh, I do remember. I didn't. I don't know if I shaped him at all, but I do remember him because I. I tried to discourage him from taking the job <laughs> I did. You know, he was so overqualified for the job we had open as a player programs guy working directly with all the players off the field and their problems and helping them create positive solutions and all these kinds of things and he was a full fledged lawyer practicing law and, and now he's gonna come in and take a huge cut in salary. So I said, you know, you're just over you're overqualified. Kevin, you, know, you and Greta, you got a young family. I, I don't know if it's a good thing for you to do. And he, you know, he says, "You know, Coach, this is what I really want to do." You know, so we hired him.
4: <laughs> Coach, how, how closely have you followed his career path over the last several decades?
3: Very closely, very closely. Okay, uh, you know, I, because I have some, so much admiration and respect for him. You know, he, uh, we have stayed in contact consistently uh, since we left the Rams. So I know what he's doing. I know what his family's doing. Uh, He knows my birthdays, our father's day, (laughs) Carol's birthday, Mother's Day. And he flies in and has lunch with me here and flies on out. (laughs) But anyway, yes, very close.
4: And, And did you think all along that, like, he had all of the credentials eventually and all the characteristics of someone that would be perfectly suited to be the president of an NFL franchise?
3: Oh, no question. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Because, you know, he paid his dues. There isn't anything he really hasn't been exposed to except playing in the league. You know, he started out at our place. He worked directly with the players. He worked with our coaches, worked with our management, our ownership, our Personnel. He was involved in everything. You know, we as coaches would go home at one or two in the morning, and he wouldn't go home until we went home. <laughs> he would find something to keep doing. And every time I walked in his office, there were four or five players, and they getting counseling for all kinds of different things. Maybe sometimes getting them out of trouble. But uh, you know, he was he did a wonderful job there, and I think every move he made from there was another step toward totally preparing him for this opportunity. You know, just think about it. I just he helped and really led the organization in in building the brand new stadium in in Minnesota, which was you know a real challenge and uh, all those different things. You know, now in the Big Ten, and uh, you know, there's just he's paid his dues, and this is a great. Reward both for him and for Chicago.
1: The great Dick Vermeel joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. You know, a lot of our listeners, a lot of the Bears fans out there, um, this has been something that has been rave reviews. uh, But there are still some coach who will call and say, listen, he's not the coach, he's not the general manager. So, how are things going to change? In your experience, as a head coach, how important is leadership at the top of an organization?
3: Well, I think success starts there and works down. It's been every place I've been. I've worked for ownerships that I have great personal relationships because of how they treated me and how they supported me and how we work together at putting things together. And, uh, you know, and I, Kevin Warren will do that in Chicago. And I, I'm not saying it hasn't been that way all along. But, you know, they haven't had success in recent years. And uh, it, by putting him in charge of it, I, I think he'll help develop an environment in which everybody will excel. They'll be the best they can be working there. They'll enjoy coming to work, even in the tough times. The tough times help bring people together as long as they're the right people. And he, he will make sure they're the right people, I'm sure. And that just, I'm very, very confident he'll do an outstanding job. I wish I was young enough to coach for him. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. uh,
4: what type of, of, I don't know, reputation, maybe the wrong word, coach to say? I, I mean, I feel tremendously blessed to have played for this organization. They're the charter franchise. Is there still a mystique in the football universe with regard to the Chicago Bears? Or is all of that gone because of the lack of success over the course of the last few
3: decades? You know, I don't think it has, you know, there's, you know, there's certain professional organizations like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rooney family, you know, they started the George Halas, Chicago Bears and all that, you know, that, that, that is our foundation, you know, that's that of the whole league. And I don't think that ever really totally disintegrates. It maybe fades a little bit, but you know, every time I think of the, Pittsburgh Steelers, I think of the Roonies, and I think it's uh, Chuck Nolan. When I think of the Bears, I think of George Allen, I think of George Halas, I think of you know Mike Ditka. God, you know it's just yeah. Uh, they're they such a positive thought for me when I think right. about the Chicago Bears. You know, what? hey, all teams go through adversity. You know, and maybe they've gone through a little more than they uh, would like to, but. You know, it's nice to take a job, where there's only one way to go, and that's up.
1: Yeah, of course. Do you still follow the game closely, Coach? Yes, I do. Do Did you watch Justin Fields at all? Because we have not had, I don't know if you're aware, you had the greatest show on turf. We've had the no-show on turf. Um, We (laughs) have never had a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns. We have never had a quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards. We think we've got a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. Do you?
3: You know, I don't know him that well. He reminds me of Jalen Hurts, okay? And if he can make the same strides in in, in throwing accuracy and all these kinds of things that Jalen has, if he works with the same uh, focus and concentration and maintains a proper ego, uh, you know, he has a chance. He has he has a chance he certainly is physical you know but you know you just never know it's it's so hard to predict you know it really is and uh, uh, but he's got all the tools now if, if he can put all the tools together it makes a difference and you know in the coaching just look what the New York Giants did with a guy that that the Giants are really even thinking about getting rid of okay <laughs> he plays an outstanding game Saturday night and yes The talent has always been there, but it took a real fine coaching staff to bring it out. They are important. What about
4: what's going on in San Francisco? When you watch the 49ers coach, do you really appreciate what Shanahan is doing with them? And then when you factor in what Brock Purdy has been able to do, many people are referring to Brock Purdy in the same way in which they referred to Kurt Warner when Kurt finally got on the scene and started to make a name for himself.
3: I, you know, Ray, I'm a, Huge fan of Kyle Shanahan. Of course, I'm a big fan of Mike Shanahan. His dad, he belonged in the Hall of Fame before I do, believe it, or did anyway. You know, he, uh, he's I think he's the kind of coach and their staff that could take the average quarterback and make him a lot better football player. Not every staff can do it. Mike Martz did that for me and Kurt Warner, okay? And not every not everybody can do that. And uh, just look what happened to, what's his name, that left and went to Seattle. All of a sudden he's leading the Gino league. Smith, yeah. Geno Smith, you know. If in the right atmosphere with the right people, it makes a big difference in that quarterback. And, of course, now you're talking about a quarterback that has a true gift to run the football like a running back and all that. Yeah. So the offensive scheme is going to be designed to take advantage of those kinds of talents as well. And it, that's a positive as long as it doesn't distract from him becoming a good passer or a great passer. You know, like you said, a 4000-yard passer. My I used to think a quarterback that could one could run, would run almost too often <laughs> rather than taking the patience to read a pattern and and and, and go with the ball in a progression. It, right away he would run. And that used to be that way, but now these younger quarterbacks are being extremely well coached and they can run and they run when they're supposed to or run what it's called but when it's time to throw they throw you know yep
1: hall of famer dick vermeil joining us it's waddle and sylvie on espn 1000 tell us the truth coach i always remember the clip we watched it um trent green goes down and you are saying we're gonna win with kurt warner did you really yeah. believe it when you said it, or were you like, oh, crap?
3: No, yeah, yeah, I was emotionally down, no question, but I really believed he could play well. Because, you know, when you're a head coach and on the field, and especially it's an advantage if you're not coaching a specific side of the ball yourself, you see a lot of things daily on the practice field that you don't see if you're coaching your own offense, and uh, I used to coach my own offense, but not doing that at the Rams. I I watch this guy every day, and I would say to my defensive coaches because he would run the opponent's offense against our defense. I would say, you know, some of the guys either our defense stinks or this kid can play. You know, <laughs> but you know, we didn't know he could play until we put him on the field. You know, in in a in a forced situation, and. I thought he could play and play well, and I knew that I knew how good our football team was going to be, and all he had to do was make sure he didn't lose a game for us. We're going to win some games. But no way could I predict or March predict or anybody that he could go to the level that he went to. You know, to this day, no quarterback starting his first five games of the season has the quarterback efficiency rating equal to Kurt Warners. Okay. It's Nobody. A,
1: yeah. yeah. It's an amazing story. Are you still uh, are you still a big wine guy? Kevin Warren pointed that out that he yeah. still loves wine. I remember when I was in uh, Napa, the Napa area, I believe Calistoga. I saw Dick yeah. Vermeil Wines walking down yeah. the street. Are you still big into that?
3: Yes, yeah, the business we have a tasting room in Napa. We we closed the one in Calistoga. We have an uh, on 1018 First Street in Napa. It's doing well. Our wine club is strong. We got about 550 club members now. And uh, it's strong. And, you know, we don't make a lot of wine. We just make it real well. Yeah. You know, we think, anyway, we get very fine ratings with our wines. And we have one of the finest wine consultants involved in the business uh, uh, directing us and leading us. You know, you got to have a good coach. And, uh, you know, it's a small deal. I, I, I'm only a partner in it. My friends with real money wanted to get in the wine business. So they took my hobby and put money in and turn it into a business. So here we are. What, but it's what? doing well. In fact, I'm saving a beautiful bottle of wine that Kevin bought me in my wine store for a specific situation that yeah. warped uh, drinking it with the, what created the, the desire to drink it or the willingness. And uh, I didn't even drink it after I went to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll save it until uh, Kevin takes it, his team to the Super Bowl.
4: Oh, that's no, good. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, well, I'll, I'll ask for a glass of that as well. Yeah, if we yeah. can
1: get this team to the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, hopefully it's sooner rather yeah. than later. Yeah. Um, what, what is your tip for our younger listeners? Because I remember a friend once told me, Sylvie, he said, you're, you're pounding the vodka way too quickly. You need to enjoy the grape. So for those, Coach, who don't enjoy wine, what is your tip to them to open up their palate and to enjoy a glass of wine who who have not experienced
3: it? Well, I start with the red blends, you know, the blends, not a Cabernet, you know, those are a little harder to develop a taste for and sometimes appear to be a little harsh. But a lot of people that never drink wine start out with very inexpensive wine. Now, sometimes there's some pretty inexpensive wines that taste okay, okay? They're not bad. And they're sap, but... uh, Sometimes it's a real deterrent because you start out drinking cheap, inexpensive wines, and they don't taste very good. And if if you're fortunate enough to start out with the quality wines, not really expensive, but quality-tasting wines, uh, you're more apt to develop a taste for it, reds or whites. Love hey, it. Excellent. Love excellent.
1: It. Coach, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. So well-deserved. We appreciate you taking time today, and uh, hopefully now you're on the Bears bandwagon and we could talk to you in the future.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I, I had one outstanding experience in Chicago. That was with George Allen. The night before we played the, the Chicago Bears, I'm coaching at the Rams with him. And he took me to dinner at, is there a pump room, was it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. classic. When George Allen walked in that restaurant, he got a standing ovation. <laughs> standing ovation. So I, I think the day will come that it'll happen for Kevin Warren, okay?
1: I hope so. Yeah, look, that and, sounds great. And look, Coach Ditka had restaurants in town, still does in Oak Brook Terrace for 30-plus yeah. years. Hopefully Kevin Warren will get a restaurant in this town for 30-plus years if he wins the okay. Super Bowl.
3: All righty, you take care, guys. Stay Thanks, coach. coach.
1: There he is, Dick Vermeil. Like you said, Waddle. Like and in, in, I saw his speech when he uh, was inducted in the Hall of Fame. He's eighty-six years old, sharp as a tack. He watches the game, yeah. knows everything. Uh, talking about Kyle Shanahan, talking about the Forty ers talking about the Eagles I'll be and what Justin needs next, to do
4: next month. He's sharper than I am. He's thirty years older than me, yeah, and he's going to talk to Muller High School coming up. He is. In March, or uh, every year, they have a stag like a a, a, a fundraiser, and they have a, a big name speaker. And this year, it's Dick Vermeule. Believe his brother has a grandson at Moeller. So,
1: for, for those who don't know, um, Dick Vermeule's brother Al, Al Vermeule was the longtime strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago Bulls. Yes, many people um, like Horace Grant was a huge success story. When Horace Grant was drafted out of Clemson. Skinny, skinny, skinny. Scottie Pippen the same way. And uh, Jerry Krause, I believe, hired Al um, The What he did for those guys coming out of college, not only did they improve their basketball skill, but they bulked up. And, and the way the NBA was played those days and against the Pistons and the physical nature of the sport, Al Vermeil is the guy. Who you don't often then stick for Miel's brother? Yeah, you don't
4: often hear a lot of uh, a, a lot about strength and conditioning coaches in all the sports. Like Al Vermeil was one of the first strength and conditioning coaches, regardless of sport, that really was ever highlighted right, for whatever right, reason. Right, exactly, he became famous
1: for the work he was doing with the Bulls, the good work that he was yes, doing with the Bulls. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, here we go. From I mean, is this this is really going from one end to the other, isn't it? Um, from Dick Vermeil, Hall of Famer, to Eddie on the North Side—that's a shot. No, it's not. Hey,
0: boy, I'll do it long night I do talk to.
1: But yeah. when I look up, at Eddie? the Bears
0: thing, huh? everything is backwards. The CEO is supposed to be hired, then the general manager, then the coach, and then they get together and they pick their quarterback. It's it, it's a mess already. I mean. I,
1: it was you a guys mess, that you're right.
0: well, look, You know what I mean. I mean, right. you can't fix that though. Now, guy. <laughs> but he's stuck with this guy. This guy's stuck with this guy, and we're stuck with this guy. It, 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 why didn't they just hire him before and start off with the CEO? I just don't understand that. It. Listen, I, I it's, it's a valid. Credit.
4: Listen, it's a valid concern. There's no doubt. Here's hoping though, Eddie, that all of the different guys in their positions, regardless of who they were hired by are competent and good at what they're asked to do. But I, listen, I pointed this out a couple of weeks ago. In, in a perfect world, you you kind of clean house and you hire, if you're going to hire, you hire a president who's then in charge of hiring the general manager and those Correct. two. Yep. Then you allow the general manager to hire the coach. But, like, I get it. I mean, the, we can be critical of the process. We're all just hoping now that you've got quality people in the roles they've been asked to, to do.
0: You look at the CEO, and he's looking down at, uh, you know, the moves that were made already, and it's like, wait, what are these guys thinking? He I mean?
1: it, right. right, he inherited right? right. You know, it's but right.
0: But we, we knew I, that, I, I
1: like, know. Eddie, you're, you're, for once, you're right. I will say this, Eddie on the north side, you're right. But we knew that, <laughs> we knew that before the hire, and all we can say now is they made a good hire, yeah. Even though it may have been out, out of, of order. order. <laughs> like we knew that going in.
0: Uh, there's one other point I will make and this will make the Bears a better team. Oh, now they I can't. They have wait. to get the best scouts that thinks out of the box and not just oh number 1 Alabama, number 2 Ohio State. See, get these guys that can search out these players. I mean, come on, Daniel Jones from Duke this guy from there, I mean, but but Purdy from what well, Iowa, Iowa State? State. I, I mean, it, it. You have to go look elsewhere and not just always think. But I think we should draft that guy from TCU. That that tall receiver, the wide receiver. Thinks, they,
1: yes, well, look, that, that, that I think I would hope the Bears are not looking at school names and they're looking at players. I think I think they've all uh, the Bears have done that. It's just a matter of getting it right. Um, but,
0: but a lot of times, these, these players that are on these other schools get drafted, you know, third, fourth, even fifth round. So, you know my
1: hey, Braxton, Braxton. Braxton Jones right. was a pretty, was pretty good, good off stand? the radar guy yeah. who, who, yeah. who, who the Bears drafted.
0: <laughs> Answer that call, Eddie, yeah. all right?
1: It's probably a dollar. Yeah, it's my Abdallah. other
0: phone. Oh, but boys, right. have a great night. Take yeah. care See
4: he called us on his ESPN one thousand phone. The other Does he phone have a is line? Phone. Yeah. His other phone is for the for his work. Look, I mean, Eddie's right. The ordering, <laughs> the order, we've been hiring bring this one. The
1: ordering or the the hiring order has been out of whack. They the the old coach and general manager who were about to get fired drafted the quarterback, traded picks, moved up, drafted quarterback, and then they got fired. Correct. And then we kept the president who then hired who we knew was retiring. We're like, that's okay. We know he's retiring. Let's keep him. But let him hire the new general manager and coach. Yes. And then the new general manager and coach gets hired. And we're like, "Okay." even though he had a hand in hiring the new general manager and coach, a year later, he'll step aside. Now we'll look for the new president. Yeah. It's 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 all true.
4: No doubt. I can't like it's something that I brought up, it's out of order. But if you have good people in place and they're good at their jobs, we'll forget about the, the order of the hiring.
1: Right. And if Fields and if is not, really good, it will be the best consolation gift we've ever gotten from Pace and, and Nagy. No question. No question,
4: and if it all goes sideways, we'll we'll, we'll start over we'll again. We'll cry, but at again. least at the top uh, of the pyramid, uh, the the you know the organizational pyramid outside of the owner, I feel more confident in the guy making most of, if not all of the the decisions, more so than ever.
1: Right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The best tweet I got last night was, "But does Ernie of course he approve?" Of the Kevin Warren hire, I thought it was very, very good. Hopefully, the days of hiring Ernie Acorsi and people like that, Bill Pullian, are done. Hopefully, because you've yes. got you've got one of the smartest men in your building now, and you don't need to hire other people who used to do it.
4: If there needs to be some firing and hiring in the future, hopefully, finally, God forbid that's the case, but hopefully, finally, we've got we've got the order and intact. In yeah.
1: All right. Uh, we've got Waddle's World in Florida or Ohio. Don't forget, would you rather coming up in the four o'clock hour, send your would you rathers in to uh, Tyler and Meller. Uh, use the hashtag WS would you rather we'll play for an ESPN prize package make them fun make them creative but uh, Waddle's
0: World is next this is Waddle's World and in Chicago Tom
3: Waddle he can't run he's not fast but he gets open.
0: Bears legend amazing nine career TDs in the NFL he caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him Tom Waddle let's get weird let's get weird welcome to Waddle's World come inside let's get Weird! Let's get weird! Weird Let's get weird! And weird get weird! Let's
5: get weird. Hey!
4: Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wind Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wind Trust Community Bank. Visit Windrust.com slash find us member I saw the uh, the big man in charge of Wind Trust uh, Sunday. My daughters dinner for her birthday, Ed Waymer, who's the man in charge of Wind Trust, stopped by and said hello. I said, hey, Ed. He said, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm good. How are you? He says, I'm doing fine. Happy New Year to you. Did
1: you drop any more of your uh, great ideas to him? Didn't you drop, wasn't no, I it, told Ed? Him, yeah, uh, I, listen. About uh, Wrigley Field, the money. I, still today. Out of this, Not money.
4: Bar? Not money. Coupons to coupons. open up. Open up a, a checking account. The White Sox invented the exploding scoreboard with yeah. the fireworks. I don't think Tyler's ever heard that that marketing idea that I had. You know how there's the big Wind Trust scoreboard yeah. uh-huh. up there? My idea when they put it up there was put a giant cash register or an ATM machine on it. And every time someone went, went outside the building with a little uh, home run shot, stuff comes flying out of the, the, the ATM Some machine cash. out yeah. there. And what they are, they're coupons to open up a checking account... <laughs> At your local Trust bank that gives you some preferential treatment. That's all I'm saying. I thought it was a great idea. And
1: it got shot down.
4: I was at lunch, or I think it was bre- uh, breakfast, rather, one time, and I mentioned it to Ed, and I think he just kind of chuckled real quick. We moved on to another conversation.
1: It's like, nice radio yeah, bit, Waddle. Pretty much,
4: yeah. <laughs> I told you, I forgot to tell her, I was telling you yesterday, too, same dinner for my, my wife was mad at me Sunday night. Oh, you got it. This is great. Okay, so... I mean, it's just, we were in a nice restaurant. My daughter's, my daughter, George's 30th birthday. Her fiance, Jack's with us. My other daughter, Leah, and my wife. That's when I had the TV over here. I was watching the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals playoff game. But like we were having some drinks, having a good time. And then it was time to order. And it came to me and there was a special for fried chicken. And I was like, I looked at it and I saw it last time. Oh my God. I haven't had fried chicken in like two or three years. I'm getting the ch- fried chicken special tonight. And, and I was were, very excited about it. You were it. at a steakhouse, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the waiter was like, oh, I hate to tell you, I think we're out of fried chicken. And I looked at him. And I was just like, very kind, very nice. But I said, you, you're joking, right? I mean, you, you're kidding, right? Like, I haven't had fried chicken in two or three years. I haven't ordered fried chicken in a nice restaurant in two or three years and you have it on the menu, and now all of a sudden you're gonna tell me, like, that you don't, what do you mean you don't have it? Do me a favor. I said, I looked at him, I go, do me a favor. Please, no disrespect, man. Can you check? Can you see if maybe there's just a little more left? Because it really got my heart set on this. Double check. D- double and triple check that you. E- Steps away. My wife looks at me and goes, I can't effing believe what you're What's wrong with you? <laughs> She said, are you drunk? What is wrong uh, with you? Over fried you're being, chicken. You're being loud and you're being obnoxious. I go, first of all, I'm not being loud. I said, have you ever seen Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy, he doesn't, Tommy Callahan doesn't get the, the wings unless, you know, he he asks nicely. Wouldn't you know, two minutes later, our fantastic waiter comes over and he goes, it's your lucky day. We found another order. And I was like, Yes! Yes! <laughs> My wife looked at me and goes, "I'm going to walk out of here if you don't if you don't calm down." And I was just like, I said to my kids, I said, "Am I being am I being loud and obnoxious?" And my daughter was like, "No, you're not being. You're fine. I'm fried you're chicken. Fine. I want it. like I, I, love I just that. said to him. I said, you you know, I, I wasn't rude. I said, it can't hurt to ask. Maybe he thought they were out of fried chicken. My wife looks at me You go goes, goes and after he walked away, he goes, you know, he just. He just walked over to someone else's table, probably and told them that their fried chicken order wasn't going to go in. Oh, really? Because they were out of Did it. Did he know
1: who you were? no. You no
4: she so? wasn't saying about that, but she was just like, I said, no, that's not the case. I said, I'm sorry if I was a little bit too boisterous, but I just, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? I don't think I've ever done that in a restaurant before, <laughs> but I was so, when I saw fried chicken... I was, like, I was like a child.
1: It really is.
4: I almost well, took my fork and knife and started pounding it on the table.
1: It's one of the great comfort foods oh. ever.
4: And I haven't had it in forever.
1: Yes. It's funny. I am so excited. I took the kids out. It was out. delicious. We food. went to a sports bar and we were driving in wheeling. Took and, the boys out, yeah, the eight to six year old to a sports bar. We, we did. Oh, really cool. yeah. But that allowed like it. It. for families, too. They had a kid's menu and everything. But we were driving, I was with a buddy, and we passed a KFC. And it was the first time I've seen a KFC in a while. Did your mouth start to water? And I said, oh, there's a KFC not far from the house. Hell yeah! Uh, I'll have to file that away. Yes. I have not had KFC <laughs> in a while. And I need to. So I was... Uh, get the old
4: bucket. Yeah. I was not, uh, for whatever reason, I was public enemy number one in my house Sunday I night. I found why. it. I wasn't... You know yeah. Waddle, dudes rock. All right? Dudes rock. That was your dudes rock moment of the week. What's dudes rock? It just... Dudes rock. Dudes rock. Yeah, that's what they
1: do. They yeah, rock. They dudes rock. rock. Yeah. Can you was, just double, they, maybe they, triple check?
4: The, if have the, the any waiter fried could chicken? not have been nicer, and he was laughing, and he wasn't did, offended. Did he give you the old wink and point? No, but he got a nice tip. No, he did not give me the. Just, just found you little. He didn't uh, look at me like Marge or whoever it was at the diner. And Tommy boy, you're sick or whatever she says. Tommy liked. By the way, did you even know the Bulls are playing in, in France
1: tomorrow in I Paris? Did. yes. I've been what, following about? them on social media. And why the Pistons? Um, I don't know. Maybe because the Pistons were supposed to be good and the Bulls were supposed to be good.
4: No, these the Celtics and the 76ers I, I, are supposed to I, be good. I, I know that. By the way, did you see, uh, is it Jalen Duran from the Pistons? He might miss the game because he lost his passport. Oh, Really? That's another story. I told you that when I got to the Bahamas Yeah you as a freshman on our first spring break trip, my buddies threw me in the ocean and my passport went out to sea. <laughs> to watch me begging to get out of the airport seven days later. And it's one of those things I've told the story hundred times, but I spent seven days just going, Ah, I'll take care of it I when worry. I get back to the airport. Like
1: it is I worry a day. later. It's a different world today. Yeah. Like what would happen today? If your passport went out to sea, yeah. Would they let you back? What would happen? Uh, I think you probably. They wouldn't let you get on the flight, would they? I don't know. You call the embassy, maybe?
4: Serious. You're looking at me crazy. Call the embassy. You're you like, call oh, the U.S. Where? embassy in, in wherever you're at. Maybe they can help you. I don't know. Call your uh, somebody that you know. Call call I don't your know. Congressman. Call your... Yes, call a local politician. Call somebody. I don't know. Anyway, um, Did you see Ben Johnson is not going to uh, be a head coach anywhere? He's going to return to the Lions
5: as their offensive
1: coordinator. Raise the stock even more?
5: I would say so. I don't know. Can you, like, I think it's kind of a bad move. I don't know if he was going to get a job or not. But I know, but he's definitely a hot young coordinator name that, you know, that's obviously why he was getting some interest. I feel like. Where did he interview? Was it.
1: Carolina. Carolina, Carolina,
5: yeah. But the problem is like if you forego it and things go awry. And listen, Jared Goff, you're hitching your, you know, you're hitching yourself to that wagon, while it looks okay this year. Yeah, but you may be you hitching your wagon to Sam Darnold too.
4: So, but you're a head coach there. Look, I don't know. I think it's also about if if you're comfortable and you like where you're at.
5: I don't know. I think, I think it's an it's individual choice. It's commendable. I like that he's trying to build something there in Detroit, and he doesn't want to just get out early. Yeah. But at the same time, if things go wrong quickly, you, you're you know the buzz of being a, a young OC yes. could go away very quickly.
1: I mean, but if he's as good as you think he is, he will. Like you know, yeah. like guys, if you're like. Kevin O'Connell or you're like,
4: you know, you know Lafleur, or one of these Sean guys. John McVay. Sean McVay. Was he was. Yeah. So some people jump at it right away. Others, maybe it's just Cliff they Kingsbury. take their time. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's he is who he is. He's the captain of mediocrity and big checks, right? Wasn't he mediocre in Texas, Texas yeah. Tech the entire time? Uh, Luke Getz, did you see This is going to coach Senior Bowl. I like it. So is he the head coach of the senior I bowl? I believe yeah, so. He, yeah. yeah. He's going to uh, coach the American team. And uh, Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham will coach the national team. Okay. It's a great opportunity to go see these guys up close. Yes, it is. Some of these potential draftees. I think it's a great idea.
1: Didn't Foxy coach the senior bowl one year? in 2017. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. I'm going
4: to call
1: Foxy. By the way, the Cowboys
4: have signed a kicker, Tristan Viscaino. Is that right? Just
5: yes to the practice
1: squad. Yeah. So they signed him to the practice squad as insurance. Just in case? Yeah, I guess. Like if he struggles during the week? Playing three
4: games this season with the Cardinals and the Patriots. Made two field goal attempts, three extra points. So well, that's key. The maybe if points. they don't like what they see from Maher during the week of practice. Not sure. Some good news, more good news out of Buffalo is DeMar Hamlin. Has been at the Bills' facility almost daily as he's recovering. So, it's fantastic. just a fantastic story. Continues to, to get even better. I'm David excited for lying. that game.
1: Uh, Buffalo hosts Cincinnati, correct? Isn't that what it yes. is? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm concerned about Cincinnati's uh, line.
4: Yeah, I, I would too. think
1: they, like, they were one of the hottest teams coming into the postseason. Uh, but if they can't protect, just like it doesn't matter how good Joe Burrow is playing, can't get protected.
5: I believe it's the first time in NFL history in the playoffs that two teams with uh, win streaks of, what is it, eight games or more are, are squaring yeah. off. Obviously, because the game was not completed in Cincinnati, they both come into the yeah. playoffs with win streaks. Should be a good matchup. should, yeah, be, it should good be great. Win. Should be a good matchup. I'm weekend. excited for this weekend.
4: Uh, by the way, did you see Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show? First of all, you just got to see him.
1: I didn't he's, see what he looked like. Why did he look different he's just got, than he normally he's just, like just
4: a white T-shirt. He looks like he just kind of got out of bed. He looks very... Like V-neck, white T-shirt? What Aaron Rodgers-ish. Oh, kind of like a dad. Like your dad's old white T-shirt. Really? Like pit yeah. stains and stuff? I don't know if he had pit stains, but... Anyway, he... Uh, uh, an appearance on the McAfee show that lasted, you know, as usual, more than an hour. Rogers said he still thinks he can play at a high level whether it's for the Packers or another team, quote, I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Right situation is the Green Bay Packers or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure, but I don't think you should shut down any opportunity. Like I said, during the season, that's got to be both sides actually wanting to work together moving forward. And I think there's more conversations to be had.
1: My yeah. money's still on him going back to Green Bay, but I may be wrong. I want to pull people uh, weigh in Twitch and um, I'll put it out on Twitter in a poll question. I think it's a good conversation for us, too, coming up at 4. If you're a Bears fan, this is honest. This is not like Packer trolling. No. Are you rooting for Aaron Rodgers to come back with the Packers? Or are you rooting for him to either retire or to play with another team? I'm wanting him to move on because I still think he can play. I don't want him in the division. Really? Yes. I mean, they were, they were a game under 500 with him. Yeah. And like the more he plays, he's going to ca- cash strap them. Either way, they're going to be cash strapped this year and with the contract that he signed. But the longer they kick the can down the road um, and the more they go for it, the harder it will be for them to actually rebuild. Do you think Jordan loves better? Um,. I don't know. Change of heart. But I don't think he's... I don't... Like, I'm not scared of Aaron Rodgers anymore. Like, uh, that ship Uh, has sailed. I'm not scared of him anymore. The
4: height of being fearful of
1: him, yeah, I would agree with it. Maybe that ship has sailed, but I think Aaron Rodgers can still play. What I'm most fearful of is my team. I'm... uh, Oh, We got to get our stuff straight. Oh no doubt. But like if you if, if the Bears could build their defense like the Lions built their team, the Lions showed you if you build your team right, you have nothing to worry about with Aaron Rodgers. You could go in there and win. You could beat them on your 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 field. I can't argue with that. On January, what is today? The
4: nineteenth. Is it the nineteenth? January eighteenth, nineteenth. Yeah. Whatever. Just can't argue with you right now. I, I personally would not close the book on Aaron Rodgers as a good player. I just would. That's me. I hope you're right because I don't want him to be chucking tutties on us for another couple of games next year. Uh, I was going to read you the Robin Leonard story, but I'll save that for another time. Meller mentioned it. The details are just unbelievable. Uh, the headline, Robin Leonard files for bankruptcy due to ownership of Exotic Snake Farm. The story is even crazier than the headline. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'd when we'd will
1: devote some time to okay, it. Yeah, not definitely. not like it in a hurry.
4: No, because when we come back, we have a little something we like to call Florida or Ohio. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the
0: nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Ah. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida
1: or Ohio brought to you by our great friends and partners in 19 Crimes. Wine. This is a good place to uh, try their fantastic wine. Uh, 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. You think Dick Vermeil would love uh, 19 Crimes? I think so. That we should send him some. Uh, pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. Tyler? All right. Bank customer arrested after allegedly
4: using a hammer to pound on an ATM after he couldn't get his card back.
1: Okay, this is a good one.
4: Employees at the bank were in a meeting a few minutes before 9 a.m. on Saturday when they heard loud noises and yelling outside of the bank. When they looked out the bank window, they saw a man yelling at the ATM and rocking it back and forth while demanding in a loud voice that the machine give his card back,
1: according to an arrest why report. Why did you just
4: knock on the door and tell them he needs some help outside with the well, ATM? Well, why do that when you got a hammer in your truck? That is an excellent retort. He went back to the back of a white pickup truck and retrieved a hammer, which he used to beat the ATM machine. After striking it several times, he got into his truck and drove away. Yeah, that'll send you to jail. The damage
1: was estimated to be $3,000. Oh,
4: damn.
1: Hammer time, Florida.
4: Hammer time.
1: Um, Florida. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, Destin. Destin, Florida. Uh, I'll go with uh,
1: Ohio. It happened in Leesburg, Florida. All right. Yeah, don't do that. Keep your hammer to yourself. Have you ever had an ATM mishap where, like, it stole your money? Where, like, you didn't grab it quick enough and then it closed, the door closed, or your card got stuck, it swallowed your card? Anything like that? No. I don't think so.
4: I may have had to have someone help me get a, a card that was stuck out years ago, but I don't recall anything. Like a shortage of cash? No, I always like, check. Yeah, you always have to count. One time at the uh, the CVS downtown Lake Forest, one of the most recent times I was there, there was a 20 sitting in the tray. I went over to use the, the ATM. Yeah. It was like free money probably ryan pace forgot you know to take I did? everything i gave it to the cashier i didn't put it in my pocket such a good guy i'm just telling you that's a true story doesn't make me a good guy not asking for you to to appreciate that it just that's what i did you
1: did that so you could go on the radio and tell everyone that you did that no i did that because it was
4: the right effing thing to do it wasn't my 20 look at you over there are you still going by you know telephone machines Go booth and trying to see if there's any cranking on that thing. Trying do you to know it what I did? Do,
1: I just did it when we were in Cancun. Always because I found it in Vegas once. Always in the uh, safe in your room. Check All- underneath the mat. Always check underneath the mat. Just in case somebody left you some money. Yep. Always look because at one time there was some cash. Oh, you found some? It was like 20 bucks or something like that. What'd you do with it? I kept it. What do you mean what I do with it? I just found money.
4: They're paying you to stay there. That's how much they think <laughs> of you. Someone
1: forgot the money in the last day. Always look underneath that map. I have done that as well. Yeah. There Never you go. found so anything. 312 you know. 332 3776. 2, 3, 2, 3, Tyler's got an MVP list for you, and Justin Fields, believe it or not, made the list. For what? MVP of what? I will tell you. Okay. Th- there's an MVP list. That Justin Field made. And I, I have the uh the Twitter poll out there. If you're a Bears fan, and I have I have sort of reshaped my answer. My answer remains the same, but I have I've come up with a better way to describe why I want Aaron
3: Rodgers back in a Packers uniform in twenty twenty three. We'll get to all that coming up next.